Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to the Kettlecast with your host, Forrest Willoughby. On this episode of the cast, I am talking about the Hawks' 117-107 win over the Houston Rockets in their season opener. We will get into the ups and downs of that game and then look ahead briefly to the Hawks' next game against the Orlando Magic. Without further ado, let's get into it. That is how you kick off a season. Dare I say that was a business-like win from your Atlanta Hawks. And after a year where the Hawks really disappointed, they never really were able to find their footing, whether it was COVID or injuries or rotation luck. The Hawks never were able to capture that magic that got them to the Eastern Conference Finals the year before that. And one of the losses last year was a loss at home to the Houston Rockets. And the Hawks started their season at State Farm Arena, affectionately known as the Farm, against those Houston Rockets and were able to get a 117-107 to win. The Rockets are a very young team. That's not to say they're not talented. In fact, their top three pick in the past draft was Jabari Smith Jr., who is from Georgia. He's from Fayetteville. And he put out a, a nice show. He had 17 points, 7 rebounds and was guarding John Collins for most of the night. And I thought that the Rockets really acquitted themselves pretty well. Uh, There were a couple opportunities where they really could have let go the rope and let the Hawks take a huge lead or not compete. But they were in this game all the way through the fourth quarter, and it took a couple big shots by the Hawks to really put the young Rockets team away. But getting back to the Hawks, I thought this was great a great way for them to kick off their season, to get off to a 1-0 start especially early in the schedule where there's a lot of favorable matchups for the Hawks, and then to see how well this sort of new-look Hawks would mesh together. The big addition, of course, was DeJounte Murray, and there was a lot of dialogue over this offseason of whether Trey Young and DeJounte Murray could both coexist in the backcourt, and I would say the early returns are good. Both players put up 20-plus points and 10-plus assists, Would there be enough ball to go around for both Trey Young and DeJounte Murray to ball-dominant guards? Well, it turns out the answer is yes, and actually it turns out you can get assists passing the ball to DeJounte and Trey as well. And I thought Trey especially found DeJounte Murray a couple times for easy points, and that really helped the Hawks continue to have a lead throughout this game and get a win. One of the best plays of this game was in transition. Trey threw almost a full court left-handed bounce pass to DeJounte Murray, who was streaking down the court, and DeJounte was able to lay it in and get an and one. And to see that those two guards really pass between each other, but also lead the various lineups they were in, was really encouraging. But they were just two of the four Hawks players who scored over 20 points. John Collins and DeAndre Hunter also joined their backcourt in scoring over 20 points. And to have four players score 20-plus points is pretty dang impressive. It may lend you to think that the Hawks' depth isn't where it should be, but I actually thought that this was a really nice uh, showing of Nate McMillan having a better rotation than he's had in the past. I think one thing that Nate McMillan has sort of really held on to, or one thing that I was really disappointed in last year, is he really hung on to this idea of having two distinct lineups. He'd have his starting lineup, and then the backups would come in, and Amongst other things, with COVID, players being in and out of the lineup, last year the Hawks just couldn't find a rhythm, and I thought there was also a few players in the rotation that just shouldn't have been playing. And with this lineup, now he can always have a competent ball handler on the court, 
between DeJounte Murray and Trey Young. Nate McMillan is able to stagger those guys. So Trey Young has full run of the first quarter and the third quarter. DeJounte Murray is in there to start the first quarter and third quarter. And then DeJounte will start the second and fourth quarter's leading units. And then I thought uh, Nate McMillan did a nice job of mixing up the lineups around those guys and putting our players in a position to succeed. But to see JC really carry the Hawks in the first half, he would end the night with 24 points on 9 of 12 shooting. That is wildly efficient. He was 2 of 2 from the three-point line. And then DeAndre Hunter chipping in with 23 points. It's just everything you want to see on the offensive side of the ball. This was a really fun game. Came out early on. The Houston Rockets were getting up and down the court. The Rockets started old Hawks friend Bruno Fernando at center. He had a couple nice blocks. He had a block on DeJounte Murray and DeAndre Hunter um, and got a couple alley-oops as well. But the Houston Rockets were flying up and down the court. But the Hawks were eventually able to restore order in the first quarter, taking a 26-20 to point lead into the second quarter. The Rockets would not go away, and they actually would take a brief lead in the second quarter before the Hawks were able to push their lead all the way up to nine, uh, leading at halftime 59-50. to The Rockets, again, just would not go away. Despite the Hawks coming out of the, after halftime and extending their lead, the Rockets would make that lead just five points at the end of three quarters. And really, it was not until DeAndre Hunter hit a three-pointer with about three minutes to go that this game was really put away. But getting away from the Hawks' side of the ball, the Rockets got had some nice performances. Again, Jabari Smith did a nice job in his first game in the NBA. He had 17 points in his debut, and he helped, was helped by his other uh, teammates. Jalen Green had 16 points, and then Kevin Porter Jr., who just signed a very interesting extension with the Houston Rockets, had a massive game. He scored over 20 points and really was able to get into the paint and make a bucket any time the Hawks threatened to take take a huge lead and really put this game away. But it was a really fun game to see at State Farm Arena. The Hawks provided t-shirts for every fan in attendance, and they had a video before the game honoring the passing of Bill Russell. I think that every stadium is, is doing that this year, but the Hawks have a huge number six um, on their court, and then every player for every team is wearing a black patch with the number six on it for Bill Russell. It's kind of stunning that he is no longer with us. He was a constant presence around the NBA. He would always hand out the finals MVP trophy and was the consummate winner from the NBA. And to no longer have Bill Russell be at, at various games, whether it's the All-Star game or any of the finals or any Celtics game, is going to be um, sad. But I thought that the the um, video that the Hawks put up just recognizing Bill Russell was very nice and it was very cool to see. Everybody recognized one of the uh, NBA's greats, even if he was a Celtic. But um, huge win for the Hawks to start their season off the right way. Again, I thought last year the Hawks just never got into gear. At the beginning of the season, they had a lot of guys not be able to participate in the preseason, whether it's Clint Capilla or Bogdan Bogdanovich because of injury. And this year, besides Bogdan Bogdanovich, the Hawks are all healthy. We got to see Jalen Johnson. In this game, we got to see Clint Capella. Capella didn't have the biggest statistical night, but I thought he was very good on the def defensive side of the ball. 
Off the bench, we got Anika Kangwu, who scored 13 points and had nine rebounds. I thought he fills in a awesome role next to Jalen Johnson when those two are next to each other. Just a lot of bounce. And Kangwu had a couple of baskets going straight to the hoop, getting and ones. One of the biggest plays of the game, I think, was DeJounte Murray getting the ball to a Kangwu going to the basket off of a steal um, and getting points off of that. And so also the Holiday brothers. I want to give a shout out to Aaron Holiday, who had an awesome steal in the backcourt and is just going to be a pain to bring the ball up against. As the third guard for the Hawks, he's going to play next to Trey and next to DeJounte at different points in the game. I think he brings a lot of what Trey does when Trey's off the court to the Hawks. He can get into the paint, has a floater that looks a lot like Trey Young's floater, and can also throw alley-oops from that same spot. So teams have to guess which one he's doing. And he is just going to be, again, miserable to bring the ball up against. And that's sort of players you have to have. I thought one of the biggest plays of the game was to start the fourth quarter. Justin Holiday was able to save a ball that was going out of bounds off a Rockets possession. The ball found its way up to Aaron Holiday in transition, and he drilled a three-pointer. And that took the Hawks' lead from four to seven. And while the Rockets never let the Hawks truly blow it out, that gave the Hawks a little bit of breathing space and allowed them to really dominate that fourth quarter. And then, and maybe what was the decisive blow of the game, DeAndre Hunter hit a three-pointer on the side and was able to push the lead up to nine with about three minutes to go, and the Hawks were really able to uh, sort of squeeze the game from then and really just make it out of State Farm Arena with a win and move their season to 1-0. and So strong performance up and down the roster for the Hawks. Again, to have four guys score 20-plus points, to have kind of all nine players who were in the rotation really have their role set and play pretty well. I mean, I would love to see A.J. Griffin get some time, especially with Bogdan Bogdanovich not available yet. But to get a win, especially against a young team that was coming in, has high hopes to start their season, certainly wants to come in and ruin the Hawks' season opener at home. Uh, to take care of business is what you want to see the Hawks doing. Now, they have their second game at home as well. They play the Orlando Magic in what's going to be a very similar game to the one they just played against the Houston Rockets. The Magic have two really good young players in Franz Wagner and Paolo Bancaro. Of course, Bancaro is the number one pick of the latest draft, and he played really well in the Magic's first game of this season where the Magic lost to the Detroit Pistons. But those are two really big wings who can handle the ball and get to the basket. And it's going to be a challenge for the Hawks to limit a young, another young team, hopefully take advantage of their um, sloppiness with the basketball. Houston turned the ball over 15 times. Again, 12 of those were Hawks steals. But the Hawks are going to have to use that same sort of game plan against the Magic to get a win. But to come out, get a win, go 1-0 and in front of your home crowd, I think was really nice for the Hawks. And to see DeJounte Murray get off to such a good start and to see Trey Young, again, not have the best game. And then finish, you look up, he has 23 points. He got to the free throw line eight times, three rebounds, 13 assists, and three turnovers. And then he was a team high plus 16 in the plus minus. That's just the recipe for success for the Hawks. Um, so the Hawks play the Orlando Magic at State Farm Arena this Friday. Um, it'll be fun again to see this young team that is the Orlando Magic with those two young guys and a lot of other Really young players, including guys like Mo Bamba and Jalen Suggs, come play against the Hawks, who should be feeling very good 
about that first game, but have a lot of areas to clean up. But to, a lot of fun. Go to State Farm Arena, see the Hawks get a win, to see the new-look Hawks really get into passing lanes. I mean, those 12 steals, the Hawks got no steals last year. They were one of the last teams in generating turnovers. And that might just be the DeJounte Murray effect, but there are a lot of hands-on basketballs and um, a lot of more fast-break transition opportunities for the Hawks. And I think that's something you can look forward to uh, the rest of the season. But the Hawks are 1-0. They faced a young Magic team on Friday, and the Kettlecast will be here to cover that game after that. Go Hawks! Thank you for catching this episode of the Kettlecast. The ways you can help the Kettlecast are by telling your friends about the cast. If they listen to any podcasts about Atlanta basketball or the NBA and leave a rating on or review on whatever service you use to get your podcast. But I appreciate you listening to the podcast and go Hawks.